Good afternoon, everybody. It's Carlton Holden uh, coming to you guys with a new episode on my podcast. Uh, For some reason, I was thinking about uh, my grandmother and things that I learned from her uh, in the way of language, black dialect, as um, as I put it. And um, dialect, as many of you know, it's an informal way of speaking or just really the uh, particular ways of expressing yourself that are peculiar uh, to a particular region um, of, you know, whatever country you may live in. I know in, in the United States, we may not have um, separate languages like some other countries, let's say, for example, Germany or uh, South Africa, countries I've visited before, where if you go from one area to another, uh, mutual intelligibility or understanding can be quite difficult. I know in Germany, you have the Bavarian dialect of German, um, you have the, the Cologne dialect, you have uh, Swabian dialect, I mean, Frankish, you can go on and on. South Africa, you have full-fledged uh, different languages uh, throughout the country there. You have like 11 languages, you know, plus vari- various uh, ways and dialects of speaking that those languages there. And in my books, uh, I utilize dialect for the sake of realism. Uh, and I think I've said that before on my podcast before, uh, I like to, you know, write the way people speak and that's going to be genuine and believable, uh, to my readers. I know, uh, when I wrote, uh, stand up on a leash, which is my book about the, uh, dog fighting ring. Uh, well, this, you know, the subculture of dog fighting, uh, it's set in Chicago, so I, I had to learn the Chicago dialect, and I remember uh, using the word brah a lot, B-R-A-H, which is another way of saying brother or bruh. In the South, where I live, you would say bruh, but uh, in Chicago, they say something like brah uh, to mean brother or, you know, the short, the slang way of saying it. Uh, in my book, Soot, I have, you know, my characters, my black characters, cut off words, you know, as we do a lot in the black community and other cult, other communities as, as well. But speaking as a black person, you know, which I've, I've been all my life, uh, I can relate more to the black dialect. Uh, now in my book, Niger baby, which, you know, again, Nigerians are black. Uh, but for this, for this particular book, Niger baby, I learned the, uh, Nigerian English, uh, dialect. I know for one word, uh, when a person lost their virginity in Nigerian English or dialect, you would say disvirgin, disvirgin. So that was just one, one word that I learned, uh, in preparing for that book. Um, you know, it means more to me now, uh, finding out that I have over 30%, uh, Nigerian ancestry, give or take. Uh, so, uh, and also in my, my book, my nonfiction book, Brush Up On Your German, uh, you know, having lived in Munich uh, and where I learned some Bavarian dialect, I uh, do uh, share some um, dialect or non-standard uh, German in my book, Brush Up On Your German or Poliert or Your Deutsch Auf. So um, I know, for example, uh, uh, a lot of Germans... Uh, in conversational German will 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 cut off the e on the the ending of a helping verb. So, for example, instead of saying habe, 
I did something. Ich habe das gemacht. I, I did that. You would just say, ich habe das gemacht. Ich habe. H-A-B, take off the E, and it really sounds like a P on the end instead of a B anymore. So those are just some examples of dialect. And from the title of my podcast, I'm going to be focusing on things that I learned from my grandmother and also elders and maybe some others in my community, my black community growing up. Can you translate Uh, this black dialect I learned from my grandmother. Now, some of these words, uh, some ways of pronouncing things were quite easy, I think, for anybody. Uh, I know uh, my grandmother tended to um, extend the I sound in certain words, like rice, she would say rice, or um, she would, uh, instead of, I know, I notice with some people in dialect, uh, they don't pronounce the Ds, like say, for example, in the word sandwich, um, they would say sandwich. Uh, I think it's it comes to ease of pronunciation a lot of times. And so uh, certain words would just change their whole um, their whole orthography or spelling. So sandwich becomes sandwich or um, uh, now some of the words to my grandmother's credit and to any of my elders or other fellow black people in the black community who speak in dialect. Some of these words are formal words but growing up uh, I had never heard of them so for me they were kind of code words or just you know kind of complicated and even also the pronunciation would change uh, somewhat I know britches uh, britches is a uh, formal word but you know instead of saying pants my grandmother and old other elders would say britches Uh, she also had the, the tendency to pronounce alcohol, alcohol, or to say water instead of water. Uh, a leg, if you wanted a leg of chicken, was she meant the drumstick. So those are just some words that I knew would be simple. But I'm going to, for the, the purposes of this podcast, let's go into uh, some words that may not be as obvious Uh, number one, now I looked this one up and actually I found out that this word is actually an acceptable word, but again, it's not a common word. So it would, it would sound as if it's just made up or, you know, some dialect. Now, number one is spider. A lot of times my grandmother would use a spider uh, to, to cook. Does anybody know what a spider is? Well, if you've never heard of it, or if you are in black, you probably know the, uh, if your grandmother or, yeah, if your grandmother talked about a spider, she was talking about a frying pan. And I looked this one up and it said a spider's anything that resembles a spider that has legs extending out. And uh, a skillet, for example, uh, does, uh, some of them have these uh, parts that jut out on the bottom like spider's legs. So a spider, and my grandmother would use this word a whole lot of times. I've had these conversations with my conversations with my mother before about the, the various words that I learned from my grandmother. And this was one of them, spider. Number two, ranch. Now I saw my cousin use this word on one of her Facebook posts before, but any idea what ranch means? Well, if you 
branch something off, what that means is rinse, rinse. That means to rinse something off uh, with water. Uh, so again, the whole R-I-N-S-E, instead of rinse, it just totally changes to wrench, uh, almost sounding like a wrench, which can also mean wrench. In fact, I used that to mean wrench in my book, Soot. Uh, the uh, father, uh, Mr. Caesar, you know, who's, who's older, uh, he talked about a wrench to mean wrench that he was using to work on his truck. So wrench can mean rinse or it can mean a wrench uh, as in something that you use to, um, you know, work on something. Now, number three, and I use this one a lot when talking to my grandmother. If she asked me a question, I would say gnome, gnome. Any idea what gnome means? Well, it's not that difficult, uh, but uh, it's one that always connects me to my grandmother when I think about it. In fact, I was watching uh, the Andy Griffith show. If you're American, you know what I'm talking about, starring Andy Griffith, who played a small town uh, sheriff. Uh, but if you're not American, you can Google that, the Andy Griffith show. It's, it's about a small town uh, sheriff and his deputy, uh, Barney Fife, and uh, it's set in a small town of Mayberry. But one night I was watching it and they used the term gnome, which I also used with my grandmother. And gnome means no ma'am. All right. No ma'am. Um, and if you don't know what ma'am means, ma'am refers to uh, it's a it's a an address of respect uh, to a female, uh, you know, who's a mother, aunt, you know, somebody like that or a teacher. Uh, number four. I had a good laugh with uh, somebody uh, on a post again on Facebook. Uh, but if an elder like my grandmother grandmother said, live, nothing happen, live, nothing happen. Any idea what that means? Live, nothing happen. Well, uh, let me just go ahead and translate this into standard English and fill in the, the missing words. If your grandmother or an elder in the black community says live, nothing happen, what they're saying is if you live and nothing happens, if you live and nothing happens, you will, they would do this or that. So, you know, it kind of goes back. It goes back to the Bible, really. You know, we, we, we can make plans, but we just never know what the next day or moment is going to bring. So if uh, if you heard my grandmother or an elder in the black community say, live, nothing happened. What they're saying is, if you live and nothing happens, you'll be able to do, or they'll be able to do such and such. Now, number five, now this one's kind of funny to me uh, because my grandma, grandmother would use this a lot when I was taking a bath when I was a little boy, and she would tell me to wash my candy. Uh, my candy. Any idea what candy means? I think you could probably guess from the context what I mean, but that was my grandmother's uh, really uh, euphemistic way of saying my my private part. So she would tell me to wash my my candy. Now I, I'm guessing uh, this term. Uh, well, I'm not going to go into that because I'm I'm getting some. I don't. I won't. I won't. I wouldn't want to offend anybody with that. But I can guess where that term candy came from. But. Uh, and as you can probably tell from, you know, me chuckling. But anyway, uh, candy means uh, the male 
private part. Uh, number six, Cun, C-U-N. Uh, I remember I had Cun Annie Bell. Uh, uh, who was the other one? Um, wow. And these were my, my grandmother's people. But I mean, my people as well, but people she grew up with. But if, if, if they said Cun, they meant cousin. So, like I said, Cun Annie Bell, she lived up the street from my grandparents. And Cun in the black community means cousin. All right. Number seven, Baze, B-A-Z-E, Baze. Uh, so if she told you to go Baze, uh, what she meant was go take a bath, go bathe, B-A-T-H-E. But the T-H, uh, that T-H-E sound, the V sound is kind of difficult, I guess, for, you know, some people over time. So they, the T-H-E became a Z, Baze. So that means to take a bath. Now, number eight, I saw this a lot on Sundays with my grandmother. Uh, my grandmother was quite a spiritual person, but she would tell me if I was too loud that she wanted to listen to her, the singing, listen to the singing. And what that means was, what that meant, if she said she wanted to listen to the singing, what she was saying was she wanted to listen to the gospel music, right? So singing, it didn't mean didn't mean necessarily like worldly singing or somebody was singing, you know, live, but she meant on the radio. She wanted to listen to uh, gospel music. Number nine. Now, this word, I actually looked it up. It's a word, but in the black community, and uh, I know for sure we use this term a lot in an extended sense, kind of a new meaning, uh, a palate. If you had guests overnight, like your cousins, uh you would make pallets on the floor. Well, a pallet, I looked it up. It means a straw mattress. But what my grandparents, my grandmother and others meant it to be was you would have, let's say, uh, you know, maybe you would throw down a blanket and a sheet and a pillow. And that would be a pallet. It's just like it's just a really a makeshift bed. All right. So a pallet is a makeshift bed. And that one again is really, it is a formal word, but it was kind of changed a little bit uh, to mean any kind of thing that can look like a bed uh, in my uh, upbringing, you know, as a black person. Number 10, switch. If you got, if your grandparents told you to go get a switch, uh, any idea what that means? Well, this was something, uh, and I, again, I looked this one up, and this is actually a real formal word. I thought it was made up, but it's a slender uh, piece of a tree that's that's flexible. And so a switch, you would clean it off, clean off the leaves, and that would be something that your grandparents would equip you with. So it's a part of, like I said, a slender and long uh, piece of a tree, a bush, Um mostly bushes. My grandmother had some bushes right out front, uh, full of switches. And many a day when I got in trouble, I would have to go get my own switch and give it to my grandmother who would clean it off and give me the whipping uh, of, to remember. I, I remember still to this day, my grandmother whipping me with the switch from the sofa 
uh, to the love seat and back. I mean, she whipped me all over the living room with that switch. Uh, number 11, passel. Again, now this was a word I heard my grandmother use a lot. She would say a whole passel of trouble. Uh, passel, P-A-S-S-E-L. I looked this one up and I, I, I looked it up before, but I had to refresh in my memory to make sure I would be accurate on this podcast. A passel is a, whole, a pack of something uh, or it can mean a whole bunch of something, a big amount of something. So uh, a passel of trouble meant a whole lot of trouble, right? Passel, all right? Uh, number 10, shurn, I'm sorry, number 12, shurn. If my grandmother told me to shurn the mud, she was trying to say shun, S-H-U-N, but she would put that R sound in there. Uh, and it would sound like something, you know, I didn't understand it, but when I found out, I remember correcting my grandmother and saying avoid one time, and my aunt fussed at me for doing that, and now I understand why, because I was just, I was kind of being a smart mouth, uh, so shun is, uh, means to shun or avoid, so, uh, again, my grandmother pronounced it one way, but I learned later on and right in that moment when my, my aunt corrected me uh, what she meant. Number 13, light bread. If you ate some food with light bread, any idea what light bread is? Well, if you're a black and maybe some other races, you know what light bread is. You know that light bread is sandwich bread. That's all it is. Sandwich bread. That's been, yeah, sliced sandwich bread. That's light bread. You know, uh, number 14. Now, I, you know what? I actually learned this one uh, by uh, being with my grandmother one night with her, uh, one of her friends, uh, who was actually my, my cousin's grandmother. Um, and uh, they talked about going to go get some bullets. They actually went to the farmer's market uh, one evening to get some bullets. Um, and bullets is another word for muscadines and they're like they're like grapes but they're bigger and the skin is tougher uh and i think they're much more they're much more bitter uh or sweet uh than regular grapes um and so yeah purple and green if i didn't say in color um and really nicely round but really big um not you know oval like 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 grapes but more more oval like and those are bullets, all right? And I, I'll i never forget learning that one. I kind of like that word. It's kind of, it's an expressive, um, <laughs> vivid term there. Um, 15, bump. If your grandmother, if my grandmother said she was going to bump my clothes before I went to school, uh, what bump means in that case, uh, if you haven't guessed it yet, uh, what my grandmother meant was she was going to quickly iron uh, my shirt or pants um, for the for the sake of time. And still to this day, every time I quickly I iron something in haste because of lack of time, I think about my grandmother, and so I would I will bump my clothes and just you know hit them quickly and go on without trying to get all the wrinkle get the wrinkles out all the way. Uh, and do a thorough ironing, I'll just bump them. All right, number 16, uh, cyber, cyber, cyber. Well, uh, my grandmother said this a lot. She, she, um, 
which that would mean sour, S-O-U-R. But she would uh, change the O-U sound and put in a V, make the, you know, the, the O-U long and uh, say sour, sour, sour. All right. That meant sour. Number 17. Now, this one you'll only know if you live in Augusta. Uh, but my grandmother, she would threaten me with this all the time because I was, I could be something else. I could be a uh, bad boy. And she would threaten me with going to 56. 56 is the name of a highway here and uh, here in Augusta. Uh, but she would always threaten me with going to 56 with a chain gang. And so 56, that meant Highway 56 or Mike Paget Highway. And on Mike Paget Highway here in Augusta is the uh, Youth Development Center. It's kind of, it's like a detention center or jail for for juveniles. So uh, 56, uh, <laughs> that meant um, the YDC or Youth Development Center here in Augusta. So that one's, that one would have been difficult for anybody uh, other than anybody who's from Augusta. Number 18, the Bobby Shop. Now, I don't remember my grandmother really saying this, but she might have because she, my, she and my grandfather took me there a lot. Um, but the Bobby Shop, uh, if you haven't guessed it already, the Bobby Shop was the barber shop. So where I would get a haircut, my grandparents, grandparents would take me there. And uh, my grandmother would sit with me, I remember, until they, um, you know, cut my hair when I was a little boy. Uh, number 19, Raisin Sand. Any idea what it means to raise sand? Uh, well, raising sand, and now, yeah, I knew what it meant, but I, I wanted to do a little deeper research on this one, and I looked it up, and it's like what it sounds. Uh, if somebody gets into a fight, uh, sometimes they will kick up dust, and so raising sand really means making trouble, uh, you know, getting really upset, fussing, probably cuss, cussing as well. And so if somebody's, if they're raising sand, that means they've gotten really upset and, you know, they're fussing, they're yelling, shouting, probably cursing as well. Um, so you ever hear that term? That's a Southern term. Uh, from what I know, um, it means to get upset and throw a big fuss about something. Number 20, aim. Uh, I had... A. Ollie Bell, I had Ain Willie May. Those are my uh, great aunts. So if you ever hear uh, a black person say Ain't so and so with a female's name behind it, you know, Ain Mary or whoever the name may be. I don't have an Ain Mary, but I don't have an Aunt Mary or an aunt. That's the way, you know, of course, uh, Ain can mean aunt or aunt. And that's what I was trying to say here. Uh, but um, yeah, if you ever hear that term, ain't so-and-so with a female name behind it, that's talking about their aunt or aunt. And number 21, uh, draws. Uh, and I, I, I noticed this one a lot when I watch some black shows. Um, uh, and, uh, so, uh, draws. Well, if you didn't know it, though, that means drawers or underwear underwear so those are the terms guys so if you ever hear them again spider ranch gnome live nothing happened candy cun bay singing or singing palette switch 
Passel, Shern, Lightbread, Bullets, Bump, Cyber, 56, Bobby Shop, Raisin Sand, A, and Draws. Uh, hopefully you will remember uh, what I discussed here in this particular episode of my podcast, All in Fun. Uh, I'm sure all, you know, all people have their sayings, uh, but I know as a black person, these are the things that, you know, connect me to my grandmother and to uh, fellow blacks, uh, which are a huge part of my upbringing. I'm going to stop here, guys. As always, thank you so much for listening. I do appreciate you. Uh, you can check me out uh, right at carltonholden.com, also on Amazon, uh, around the world nearest you. Uh, thank you so much for your support, guys, listening to my podcast and, and reading and purchasing my works, guys. You guys have a wonderful rest of the day, and I'll catch you guys on my next episode. Bye-bye.